The Old Premeds Podcast is part of the MedEd Media Network at MEDEDmedia.com. Go check out the Premed Years Podcast. This week, we talk to the people behind the Texas Application Service, TMDSAS, and they give us a little behind-the-scenes look at why the application service is there, why it's different than the other application services to medical schools, and what they're actually looking at and mistakes that students make and so much more. Again, that's pre-mid years. Go find it at medicalschoolhq.net. This is the Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 85. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here on this podcast, as well as many others, which you can find at mededmedia.com. I am the director of the National Society of Non-Traditional Pre-Medical and Medical Students. So if you're a non-traditional pre-med student, you have found the right place. We take questions from the oldpremeds.org forums and answer them here on the podcast. If you're not part of that community, go over to oldpremeds.org and sign up for an account. It's free and it's easy. Today we have a question from Dr. Frankenstein, which is an amazing name. Nice little play on words there. And Dr. Frankenstein is wondering about his or her chances of getting into school. So it says, hey, everyone, been lurking for a bit and listening to the podcast. Figured I'd pop in to introduce myself as well as ask for some general advice. I'm a non-traditional student in my late 20s. I attempted college for two semesters when I was 18, and I left with a 1.8 GPA and feelings of delusion with the whole academic system. I worked several odd jobs and eventually became a paramedic and have been working full-time in EMS for just under seven years now. I had a job as an ER tech in a hospital which sparked my interest in pursuing medicine. I returned to college two years ago after a gap of five years and have only six classes left. I've done okay as a student and have a 3.1 overall GPA, including the not-so-great early stuff, and project I'll be in the ballpark of 3.15 or 3.2 when I am done. I've started studying for the MCAT, which I'll take next winter, early spring. Outside of class, I've been working nights and weekends full-time, 36 to 48 hours a week, teaching EMT classes for four years, and I'll be an official tutor for organic chemistry next semester. I have some physician shadowing lined up for later in the summer and will be joining a victim's assistant, assistance and grief counseling organization as a volunteer in the fall. I'm currently a psychology major. My main concern, like many others, is my GPA. It's not terrible, but not particularly good. I'm mainly wondering if it would be worth my time to do a post-bac or add another science major to increase my GPA a bit. My main hesitations are continuing to rack up my student loan debt and, in, and the fact I have so much, uh, I have such an obscene amount of college credit, even a 4.0 semester raises my overall GPA by such a tiny amount. I have a 3.5 from a two-year degree at a technical school, but have no idea how Uh, applicable that credit is for medical school applications. I started out by retaking a couple of classes, but stopped after grade replacement ended. I also am beginning to feel my frustrations with the academic system return. I took eight credits, a not insignificant amount of time and money of classes, 
my advisor told me I needed when it turned out I didn't need them at all because of transfer credit that had not been reflected on my records correctly. The first pre-health advisor I met with told me to consider other career options in quotes five minutes into our first meeting. Welcome to the club. I'm pretty confident in my goals, but it becomes especially challenging when the people who are supposed to guide and advise take the wind out of your sails barely after you've left the starting line. I have found a better pre-health mentor that is more experienced in helping non-traditional students, and she has set me on a much better track. So assuming I finish with around a 3.15 and a reasonable MCAT score, in addition to all of my clinical experience, would it be worth it to add another major or unofficial science postback to boost it just a bit further. I know admissions committees are starting to look at the trends in recent college credit, but I still worry about getting screened out early. On top of that, the official recommendation for the pre-health committee is not to apply with less than a 3.4 GPA. They'll still uh, they, they'll still put a file or a letter together if you request, but I worry about going through the process with my lower numbers. All right, Dr. Frankenstein. Welcome to the club of being told by an advisor that you shouldn't pursue this path, and welcome to the club of being involved in an institution where the advising office is telling you you shouldn't apply with below certain MCAT or GPA numbers. Both of those are hogwash and should be ignored immediately. Schools love upward trends. Now, here's how schools can look at data. So in this week's pre-mid years podcast, I spoke with the people behind the Texas application service, the TMD SAS. And we, we talked a little bit about how data is transmitted to the medical schools and the way medical schools can look at information. They have their systems to look at whatever GPA they want to look at. They could have a system that pulls in all of your information and then graphs out your last 20 credit hours of sciences or your last 40 hours or your last two semesters, whatever or however they want to look at it. And they can use that to determine whether or not you make the cutoff, regardless of what your overall GPA is. They look at, they could look at those last uh, X number of credit hours. And this was reiterated by the Dean of Admissions at University of Central Florida. I was there Uh, earlier this year. And we were talking about non-trads and how they love non-trads there. And he said, I look at the last, he said 20 hours, 20 hours of science uh, credits. If if you've done well those last 20 hours, then, then I'm confident that you can do well in medical school, regardless of your overall GPA. Again, being non-traditional, a lot of times that means your grades probably aren't going to be very good at the beginning. There are the exceptions out there where a student uh, went into engineering or, or finance or some other um, uh, other career field and did well in undergrad and is just changing because now they want to be a doctor. But the, the trend in your grades is what is going to be important. Don't worry about your overall number. If, if you have great scores, a great uh, trend in your grades, apply. Don't let your pre-med committee tell you not to apply. That is not their job. Their job is to help you do whatever you want to do. Don't look at those numbers, the, the overall numbers. 
look at that trend. You have a great story to tell that goes along with it. You have great experience to talk about why you want to be a doctor. Continue on. Don't take any more classes. Finish out what you need to take. Do very well on the MCAT, and you will be fine. It's not the overall number. It's your trend. That is the most important part for students like yourself who have done poorly in the beginning. And yes, just based on math alone, getting lots of A's here on out is going to do bubkiss for your overall GPA, just based on simple, simple math. So welcome to the old pre-meds community. I'm glad you posted a great question, and I wish you the best of luck. Did you know that I offer pre-med advising? And I brought this up because this student uh, talked about finding a mentor of um, somebody who helps non-traditional students. The more majority of students that I help are non-traditional students because they don't have access to advisors. And a lot of students have access to advisors and they get advice like uh, consider other career options. So if you are looking for somebody to help you with your personal statement, with interview prep, with complete application prep from A to Z, shoot me an email, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net, or you can just go to medicalschoolhq.net and look at our services there. I hope you have a great week. Come back, check us out next week, and don't forget to check out all the other podcasts that we do, especially the Pre-Med Years podcast this week where we talk to the TMD SAS people, the people behind the application to the public Texas medical schools. Have a great week. See you next time.